0: that versus somebody who's like, you know, out, out there. Um, anyways, and he talked about this whole idea of when we pray and I'm not going to, I don't, if you pray, or if you talk to the universe, or if you just talk to yourself, or if you just, whatever anybody does, it's not, I don't, I'm not putting any, um, religious views on you. But a lot of times we will, we'll talk to ourselves. Right. And, and some people will call that prayer. Some people, but we have these like, um, Oh, I would really like that car. Oh, I'd really like to have financial stability. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And he talks about this idea and that goes into a laws of attraction. He talks about why we want the things that we want. And that a lot of times we sound like this very selfish, um, like broken fucking record going, I need this money. I need this money, universe, God, whatever you pray to self. Like if there's anybody out there, like I, I have so much debt, like pay my car off. Like I'm not making enough money. Can you please give me money? Can you please give me money? And he said, but if you switch that, like, cause the laws of attraction is going to go how you feel the, cause the universe doesn't hear what you say. It always hears what you mean, meaning your feelings. And so if you're, when you're sitting there and you're, when you're saying I need money, what are you feeling? Want and lack too. Right. Yeah. Because you feel like I need more money. You're definitely not like, woo, I'm fucking rich. Like I want more money. Like that's not the vibe. You're like, I need more money. Cause I don't have any more money. That that's the vibe I'm talking about. Right. So the universe is like, you're right. You need more money. You're right. And, and like, it's going to just beat that drum with you. It's going to meet you where you're at. But he talks about. Switching that, and how to because we're all here to be productive citizens. We're all here to give to this earth, right? Give back. That's what we're here to do. Whether it's give to our children, like you talked about, give to our significant, give. Like we're here to get. We're here to be vessels. We're here to give what we, you know, our gifts. And when you do that, and when you switch your mind from how do I get to, I would like to just, you know, show me, show me how to have the biggest impact. Show me how to have the biggest impact and I know and then you're going to take care of me. Show me how to take care of other people and I know I will be taken care of, right? Show me the way. And what I wanted to highlight and show for you is it just really sounds like that really could be a deep why for you, right? Is show me how to be the father for my children. Show me how to be the role model. Show me how to um, inspire others to care deeply for what their kids think about them. Right. I mean, we're in a, we're in a time right now where, I mean, these parents are freaking crazy.
1: The following is an episode with autumn Clifford or also known as officer autumn. Autumn is a life coach, a public speaker, and the host of the podcast, the officer autumn show. This episode starts out a little unconventional before we started the podcast. Uh, we were just talking and kind of getting to know, uh, know what's going on with each other and it ended up turning into a coaching session. Uh, Autumn was coaching me. And it was so good. We were like we just need to hit record. So we started recording and the beginning of the podcast is is exactly that. You come in in the middle of that coaching session. So, um with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I enjoyed talking with Autumn. She's extremely honest, blunt, and uh she she keeps it real. I enjoy that. I we all need that, especially in today's world. Um hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube and if you're listening, please leave a five-star review. I'd appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so what what I was talking about was um we talked about going deep and staying surface level and that there's a lot of people that stay surface level. Right. And I hear you say all the time, I want to inspire people. I want to motivate people. And then you just told me a story about how you're like, yeah, I I wanted to lose weight. I was doing keto. Um, and then I, and then I was doing the carnivore diet, but then I kind of like, and then I just didn't want to be crazy anymore. And I felt like I was going crazy. Right. And then I, I kind of did some things, and now I kind of maybe do a, like a bit of a combination of both in my own way, but I'm not crazy and I feel good. Would yeah. that be, would that be accurate?
1: Well, I mean, kind of, I, I chose to not do like a, a crazy diet because I realized that it, it affects so many things. Like the reason why I wanted to go crazy was because like, I watched these people like David Goggins or like all these high level people who like do insane things. i like, that's what I want to do. But in order to do what I want to do, I can't necessarily do what they're doing. I have 100%. to, I have to be able to, um, focus more on the things that I want to accomplish and then adapt all the other things around in my life to that. And one of them was like eating healthier, but not being so crazy with like specific type diets.
0: So you want to help people be very authentic. So we've, we've talked about that word, correct? Yeah authentic but I just think it's deeper I I do I just think you I think you're we're going someplace like I want you to be thinking about like in like first like you gotta understand mindset work and all of this stuff is so messy people just think it's a formula it's not a formula like it's asking yourself why, and why am I, and why, and what, and digging, and then you're going to plateau because you can only ask yourself so many, and then you're going to come back like the next day and the next day. Right. And I'm just asking you, because I think that you have a, um, I think that you have a really good message and I think you have a really good personality. And I think that people, there's a lot of people who, um, can relate to you and, um, you, but I don't want you to be surface level because I think I think that there's stuff in you that could be pulled out even just knowing that about you for just five minutes in this conversation was actually far more inspiring to me to know like oh so he wants to push himself because he definitely wants to be like like a top achiever right yeah but he wants to stay true to himself so how can he be how can he do both like wow I'm I'm interested in that does that make sense
1: yeah absolutely and that's actually kind of one thing that um this week uh listening to the overcome army um uh discussion the topic of the week typically like the last few weeks i haven't really been that engaging i haven't really jumped in and i had i guess i haven't really like identified with with those topics except for like this week this week's topic was um really good and i kind of wish i jumped in but again, it's that whole like being vulnerable and um, wanting to be surface level, I guess, like how you put it. Um, like realizing that I need to talk more about the some of the things that I have gone through. That way I can be more relatable. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't remember where I was going with that. (laughs) Well, I
0: just, no, I think it's important. I think everybody, I think so many people can relate to that. And the topic was like, what part of the topic stood out to you? I'd love to hear about that. We talked about being somebody.
1: Well, during, during the Wednesday chat, uh, Jason Redman was like, um, who are you or what are you to somebody? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like, I wanted to be like, I want to be a good father to obviously my kids. And I want them to like grow up thinking that their dad is awesome. Um, but then like I also have uh, and I talk about it in my podcast but there's I I, this is the thing like I don't talk about my situation I don't think enough in the podcast
0: I told you that at Roger Up
1: yeah you did you did Um, but I it's I don't that's a whole nother thing but the thing that I wanted to talk about on Wednesday and I, I didn't. I chose not to just because I didn't know how to talk about it at the time, and I also had my kids in the room, so like I didn't want to um, talk about it in front of them. But um, like I, ha- I have another child that I, I I don't have anything to do with. I'm not allowed to, and I've tried to um, uh, I've tried to uh, legally get. Uh, guard not guardianship but like some rights as a father and so like to me for me I want um one day if he chooses to find me I want him to be able to you know be proud of who I was as a person you know like know that um I'm not just like some some guy who didn't want anything to do with him. you know
0: do you see how deep that is like that's the stuff though Like, and nobody wants to go out and share that. Like, right? Like, that is, I can tell by your face, it might have been a little bit hard to tell me, right? Or just,
1: it's hard to talk about.
0: Of course, it's hard to talk about, but it's real. Yeah. Right? It's real. And guess what? There's so many people just like you who have faced like a very similar situation. But like, when you're telling me this story, I'm going in my mind and thinking of like different, very difficult situations that I have gone through. Does that make sense? But, Mm -hmm. and and so now I'm relating to you on more of like a heart level versus like a social media, like, oh, he checks the boxes. Like, oh yeah, just another podcaster. But one thing I wanted to say to you was this is, um, I've been really studying. So I I really study, um, I would say unconventional concepts and I, and I study um, laws of attraction and manifesting and, um, Uh, Like the science, but like quantum physics and the neuroscience behind your thoughts. And I, I I just, I spend fucking hours and one, and one of this week, it's very interesting. And and I'm going to get to the point I've been studying Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I don't know if you know who he is, but I'm going to tell you he's passed, he's passed on now his work is just incredible. And anytime I feel very disconnected from myself, I just put him on a YouTube and he just, he grounds me, he pulls me back in. He's incredible. Um, he's a spiritual teacher. He was a spiritual teacher, but he's not, he's very, um, like you and me, very normal, if that makes sense. So I I, I can relate to that versus somebody who's like, you know, out, out there. Um, anyways, and he talked about this whole idea of when we pray and I'm not going to I don't if you pray or if you talk to the universe or if you just talk to yourself or if you just whatever anybody does it's not I don't I'm not putting any um religious views on you but a lot of times we will we'll talk to ourselves right and, and some people will call that prayer some people but we have these like um oh I would really like that car or I'd really like to have financial stability right
1: yeah
0: and he talks about this idea and it goes into a laws of attraction he talks about why we want the things that we want. And that a lot of times we sound like this very selfish, um, like broken fucking record going, I need this money. I need this money, universe, God, whatever you pray to self. Like if there's anybody out there, like I, I have so much debt, like pay my car off. Like I'm not making enough money. Can you please give me money? Can you please give me money? And he said, but if you switch that, like, cause the laws of attraction is going to go, how you feel the, cause the universe doesn't hear what you say. It always hears what you mean, meaning your feelings. And so if you're, when you're sitting there and you're, when you're saying I need money, what are you feeling? Want and lack too, right? Yeah. Because you feel like I need more money. You're definitely not like, "Woo, I'm fucking rich. Like I want more money. Like that's not the vibe. You're like, I need more money. Cause I don't have any more money. That that's the vibe I'm talking about. Right. So the universe is like, you're right you need more money. You're right. And, and like, it's going to just beat that drum with you. It's going to meet you where you're at. But he talks about switching that and how to, because we're all here to be productive citizens. We're all here to give to this earth, right? Give back. That's like what we're here to do, whether it's give to our children, like you talked about, give to our significant other, give, like we're here to get, we're here to be vessels. We're here to give what we, you know, our gifts. And when you do that, and when you switch your mind from how do I get Two, I would like to just, you know, show me, show me how to have the biggest impact, show me how to have the biggest impact. And I know, and then you're going to take care of me, show me how to take care of other people. And I know I will be taken care of, right? Show me the way. And what I wanted to highlight and show for you is it just really sounds like that really could be a deep why for you right? Is show me how to be the father for my children. Show me how to be the role model. Show me how to, um, inspire others to care deeply for what their kids think about them. Right. I mean, we're in a, we're in a time right now where, I mean, these parents are freaking crazy. I mean, how could any child be, you know, like proud of, some of the things that these we have humans doing nowadays. And so I'm just wanting to show you and reflect back to you that you don't even know, but that going that deep is where the magic is. It's like where the gold is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, for me, it's like reframing the way I, I talk about it because I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. Like, as if like I'm a victim of the, my circumstances mm-hmm. because I'm not like I've, I've overcome some of the things I've gone through most of the things I've gone through and like, I don't want to portray myself as like a victim. I don't want to have that victim mentality. So it's just like reframing the way I talk about it that way. I I don't seem like I'm like beating the drum on my trauma, I guess. I don't know.
0: 100%, but you're not. And if you look at, if you look at how you presented it to me, it was all about, I just want to be the best dad. I want to be so like, you know, for my kids. And then eventually if my, that's like, that is, that is incredible. And who could like, who could judge you for wanting to be the best dad and best role model for your children? Yeah. It's, I'm just telling you that is incredibly, it's deeper, (laughs) it's below surface level. It's deep and um, you're not a victim and you didn't present it like you were a victim, which was, which is even better, you know? So you just have the story in your head. That's all. I know I know I can't ever just stop some days I wish I could just stop <laughs> but I, I want to I you know I want to get into your head I want to make you better
1: well no I really appreciate that and I, I think that gives like a true testament of like the kind of person you are because immediately you're like that's surface level bullshit she's like I'm just gonna be on you're like I'm just gonna be honest and so I think that a lot of people can appreciate you know how authentic you are
0: uh, thank you so- well i like. You know, we when we talk about like why we're all here and we want to make an impact, right? I just can't stand bullshit. Like, I can't stand bullshit conversations. I just can't stand bullshit. Like, just be who you are. Let's just all be friggin' real. And and you know, I gotta tell you, in my study of it, David is it's actually really hard. And this is what people don't understand: being who you actually are is so hard in today's society with everything that we have going on. But even it's harder because we don't take time to listen and go within. We're always like, well, maybe I'm like that person. Maybe I'm like this person. Oh, this person looks like who I want to be like. So I, I'm going to go and be that. But we're not like, I just did before we came on today, like my like routine every day, I just did a whole hour of yoga. And it's not like the exercise, like vinyasa yoga yeah. Or they call it like Ashtanga or some fucking thing. I don't even know, but it's, <laughs> but it's really, um, uh, my teacher, you know, I don't even know what we call it, but she just teaches us to really focus within. It's like, I'm just spending a whole hour doing some moves in my head so that I can spend time with myself and I can be the realest me. And then in turn, I can draw out the realest in you, because in my opinion, that's how we make the world better. Right. I mean, I, if we're all just fucking who we are, probably be a whole lot less messed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so easy to want to like be like everybody else and kind of follow the same path that everybody else is doing. Like, I just had a, a, a situation at work recently where I don't want to talk about it like in depth, but um, people wanted me to agree to get rid of this one person in our team. And I felt like it, I was on board originally. But then um, I felt that that person changed and that they were doing better. So I was like, no, I don't want, I don't want to, like, I think, I think they're fine. And so the rest of my team was not happy about that. They wanted to get rid of this person. And I had to make the decision to tell them like, I'm, I'm not on board with this, with this decision. And uh, it created for some people to not be, not be happy. And so, and another guy in the team, he, He kind of felt the same way, but he just went along with it because he was like, you know, they're my friends too. And I, I want to make them happy. And so it was, that was difficult, but it was, you know, obviously I had to take a stand and like, like, no, this is who I am. I I believe in second chances and I believe in that. I believe that you can change and be a better person, a harder worker. And so I had to take that stand but a
0: true testament on how being yourself is hard, but it's, it's all, there's always, you will always find, you will always find in the end, it's the right thing. And it, and when I say the right thing, I just mean for you. you right.
1: Know I mean? Yeah. And for me, like, I, I felt good about that decision. Like, I didn't feel like I was being left out, like, or that I was, um, that I should have gone with the flow because I felt I felt actually happy that I made that that choice but if you had asked me six months ago to do that I probably would have just gone with flow
0: mm-hmm. so powerful
1: yeah um so uh <laughs> this has been an interesting episode I never have an episode start this way this is I don't this even... is what
0: happens when you get two podcasters together <laughs> you just and talk
1: a- and a life coach. So now I don't even know where to take this conversation, but I feel like we should reflect it back to you a little bit and have you kind of share your journey and like how you got to where you are now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, have
1: you always been this, have you always been like this honest with people?
0: So I think I have, but (laughs) I will tell you this, um, in my younger years, I would say that I have not been able to communicate in a way that I still am very direct, but I feel like I'm much more respectful to like, you know, now that I'm in my thirties versus my twenties, my twenties, it was a free for all. It was, it was a shit show. I was like, I'm just going to tell you the way it is. Like, and, um, you know, I was, you know, I spent, um, the majority of my twenties as a a full-time police officer on the road. And, and during that time, you know, just being honest with people and being direct, I'll be honest, it was very helpful for me in that career. Um, I just, doesn't mean I was disrespectful because I really wasn't um I don't believe in I just I just I don't believe in that like we're just gonna touch on this because my head is going there is you know I I just want to say um that I I feel like there's all sorts of different people who get into that job you know David and um today we do see unfortunately a lot of people who become police officers that I think we can all agree we're like oh I don't know. I don't know. Like, mm, I don't know. I think that we kind of got a little bit out of hand. Um, I think that, you know, and, and, you couldn't have told me that I'm telling you right now, you just couldn't have told me this shit. I just, I bled blue and like back to the blue and like blindly for so long, um, until, you know, I've had so many unfortunate, um, encounters with like, you know, I'm still a certified police officer. I'm part-time now. I'm still sure. My husband, He's a sergeant with our state police like we're still very much active like right and in the and you should just see like the hate the discontent in the culture right so i just want to say this is like there's a lot of different kinds of people in law enforcement i think that the majority are good but i think that we have some bad eggs i really do and uh so just circle that back around like yeah i, I I wasn't the person who ever, I didn't get into the job to arrest people. I didn't get into the job to write tickets. I didn't write tickets. I mean, if I wrote you a ticket, I'll tell you this, this is like, I, haven't, I don't even know if I've ever said this publicly. So there you go. Here's your podcast getting it. So <clears throat> when I, um, so if I was going to write you a ticket for the most part, I mean, there was times people who fucking deserve it. Okay. Like, but if I was going to write you a ticket, it was going to be for your insurance card because in Maine, all you have to do is just prove that you had insurance and the ticket goes away. (laughs) So I was like, listen, it's a win-win my agency thinks I'm doing great. I'm doing big things, putting up numbers and you can make this fucking go away. If you're not lying to me, you know, perfect. (laughs) And, uh, so it's kind of caught
1: by that's hilarious. So it's kind of, that's kind of a Mm -hmm. weird thing with the, uh, with law enforcement is that there's like quotas that you have to meet. And so I think that like for the general public and like between law enforcement and the general public, it kind of creates this wedge, like this division, because they feel like that police are just kind of out to get them because of that, or not necessarily just because of that, but that I feel like that's like a factor in it too.
0: Well, I think we just have, it's like this, it's like, um, it's a stereotype is what it is, because I'm going to tell you, I I've worked with, and I know many very good police officers, like ones who just, they're gonna pull you over and you see what's going on. Just like I'd pull you over, see what's going on. We'd have a conversation. Nine times out of ten, it didn't matter. You were on your way, even if you were speeding, even if you had an you know expired registration. If you gave me a damn good story, listen, you're human. I'm human. I get it. Like you know, we have a lot of really good humans under the badge. We really do. But I'm gonna tell you right now, we do have a percentage of people who are. Robots and they just there it is there is no gray they are it's like they are inhuman they cannot understand it's like you-
1: okay I'm not sure exactly what happened but we got disconnected and we're back so um you were talking about police officers and how there's some good ones there's some bad ones um,
0: yeah and the good thing is, is I think it ended right when I finished my point <laughs> but so <laughs> so I'm happy to hear that but yeah um. We we're talking about my directness. And I think that, yeah, I just think we need a little bit more of that. Um, obviously, in respectful ways, right? There's ways to be rude. Like, as a way, I can sit here and say, you know, the way that you're talking is bugging the shit out of me. I could say that, or I could just say, hey, I think that you're talking a little bit loud for the situation. How about if we talk like this? I mean, it's saying the same thing, it's just two different ways, you know?
1: Yeah, having tact is definitely important. And that's, that's one thing I've learned, uh, over the last, like, probably two years is like, I mean, it's just getting better at communication is all.
0: That's what it is.
1: Yeah. Um, now you did that for the majority of your twenties, you were a police officer. At what point did you stop doing that? I mean, you talk about this all the time. It's your story, but, um, I want kind of want to get into your coaching a little bit and how you got into
0: that. Yeah. I'll tell you about it. So, um, I've been a police officer since I've been 20 years old. When I was 26 and a half, I suffered a career ending injury. Um, I don't have a cool story. I wasn't doing anything cool. I just have a back injury. I have a herniated, torn and degenerative disc all in my lowest back, right where my duty belt sat. Um, I was not going to have surgery, um, both of my parents have had back surgery for different things. It never made them any better; it made them worse. And me, being the age that I was, my doctor didn't think that that was a good idea because we didn't know. And what the scary part was was the tear in my disc. Um, people deal with bulge discs and stuff, but and uh, while that is very painful, therapy oftentimes can fix that. The tear was the scare, <laughs> and so um, I had to get off full time patrol. Um, from there, I really hit my rock bottom, lost my complete identity. Um, I became couch ridden while, uh, for six months while I was in therapy, five days a week, trying to heal, trying to, um, get back on my feet. My legs would go numb when I was standing. I could not stand, sit or sit for long periods of time without excruciating pain. Um, my back would spasm and I would freeze and like, couldn't move. Obviously all of that is very dangerous as a police officer. Uh, So, um, yeah, I really hit a rock bottom from that point, David of my rock bottom. Um, I had to really kind of go within kind of what you and I were talking about. Like, I really had to do some work on who am I, what am I here to give this world? Like, what are my gifts and talents naturally? How
1: can I make them better? What was that process like? It's
0: excruciating. And that's what people, and that's the thing. It sucks. It fucking sucks. Because And why do you think people spend their entire lives running from quiet, running from looking in the mirror? And I mean like really looking in the mirror and being like, all right, it sucks. Cause you're also gonna, what's gonna come up is your flaws. You're limiting beliefs. Um, everything anybody's ever said bad about you, like the good, you don't even hear the good. It's like everybody can tell you you are all these things. and it goes right out the it goes right out the window. you don't you don't you forgot about all that. What you remember is all the bad stuff. and and when you are six months, literally can barely move, <clears throat> can't do much. And um, I'm a very active person. I've always been a very active person. Um, I've been in the martial arts since I've been five years old. I was, going to karate, like, and playing basketball through my, like my school career. Like, so I was doing something six days a week, right. Then I became a police officer. And if anybody knows anything about cops, it's unlimited overtime. So like, I was, you know, I've always been doing things and to do, but what I want to say is that's, that is the typical American life. Go, 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 go. Right. And so when I had these six months and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. And then like, you just have these thoughts, right? Like I'm a piece of shit. I'm not good enough. Well, I'm really good at speaking. Like one of, one of the things I'm very good at, I am great at communicating. I wasn't as good then as I am now because I'm always getting better. That's one of that's, it's one of the things I'm always working on my own personal development to get better. But like, I just naturally am a good communicator. I'm Naturally, um, I can talk to people naturally. I'm a good motivator. I naturally have always wanted to help people. I've been, um, instructing in the martial arts since I've been 13 years old. I mean, when you're 13 years old and you're teaching at like 60, 50, 60 year olds, like how to do stuff, like you figure out very quickly how to have tact, right. (laughs) Because otherwise they don't want to talk to you. And and so, you know, I've been doing that. I led my sport karate team. Um, I, I mean, I've done a lot in what we would, could say a coaching capacity, um, so I was like, we could, we could say that I have been coaching for a long time. So when I was laying there and um, very, very depressed, there's a lot of things that went on, um, you know, to the point of my husband showing up in my bedroom, you know, after days on end of me barely getting out of bed and not because I couldn't just because I was so depressed him, like sitting at the edge of our bed and being like, honey, where are you? You are not who I got with. This is not autumn. I understand autumn's going to change, but this is not, this isn't a good autumn. This isn't a good change. Like, where are you? And he was like in tears, like, where the fuck is, you know, where are you? And and I just, you know, you spend some time and you lose yourself. And I think that's normal. So anybody kind of going through this process, like you, you, you lose yourself, you kind of, you got to make sure you get to that rock bottom, I guess. Right. So that the only place to go is up. That's really what happened, David. And, um, um, that's when I discovered Tony Robbins. And, um, Gabrielle Bernstein, she's a spiritual teacher who's very inspirational to me. And I binged them on YouTube until they got me out of bed and they gave me the inspiration that I needed to be able to be like, oh shit, like I have something to say. Somebody might relate to me. That's when I started my podcast. So I have a podcast called the officer autumn show, but I started it years ago when I was, I was down and out in the first 10 episodes are raw. And it's me bitching. I am literally like talking to cops and I am like, I'm just bitching about everything. And um, that was how I started. Because for me, that was my therapy. That got me out of bed. That podcast, just, just having to go. And then I tried to quit. Like after 20 episodes, I was like, all right, I I'm gonna. Who the fuck is listening? Nobody. And I don't have anything to say. So I'm done. And then my social medias blew up my, my email, my socials. And they were like, no, 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 you're not stopping. Get, get your ass back in there and keep making these You're the only one who understands me. You are in my head. I thought I was the only fucking cop that felt like this. I thought I was alone. I thought, you know, and, and I think that that's important. And that's why I was pushing you earlier about your vulnerabilities is because we all think we're the only ones going through it. And that unfortunately leads to, um, people really hurting themselves and or taking their lives because of the pain that they're in right and they just think they want the pain to end and they think that nobody understands and they're the only ones who feel that way.
1: Yeah, I mean that's awesome. That's that's really awesome. I mean that's kind of why I started this podcast too because to talk about it's just kind of funny that you called me out on it, but to talk about the things that I went through so other people were like me could come on and talk about it as well and it just it yeah it's one of those things where I focus more on those people than I do myself but um, there is definitely therapy in telling your story because I remember the first time I sat down to just do my episode and I honestly had no idea how to do a podcast I just sat, sat down with a microphone and I just talked mm-hmm. I think I did it two or three times um, I got like 15 minutes in and I'm like no I don't like this I'm gonna I'm going to redo it, and so I did it again and again, and finally, like it was good enough for me and but like after I did that, it was like i felt i just felt better like I was like like it was like a weight that came off my my shoulders, I'm like, wow, like I did that yep, and it, it was helpful, extremely helpful to me
0: very, yep, a hundred percent it really was. I've been. I was coaching prior to that. I was, uh, but that is what made me really um, go tunnel vision on my first responder. So like that was really, you know, I was doing some business coaching. We did some spiritual coaching. I did. I was running a self defense company. I had virtual self defense going. Like I, I was doing all the things, but I just felt so. Um, there was something missing, and and the part that was missing was the therapy. That the part of me that I had been repressed pressing for so long. And now people don't even, I don't think we even understand that we do that to ourselves. And, and one thing I want to get on to is again, we're going to get a little bit unconventional here, but <laughs>
1: this,
0: is, uh, this is the truth is there's so many pieces. We have so many pieces to what make us up right? Like, I'm just going to explain this. I'm going to tell you some of my pieces. Feel free to tell me some of yours, David, but as a listener, feel free to reflect about all the pieces that you have, because for me, I am, I'm a police wife. I'm a Belgian Malinois dog mom times three. I'm a second degree black belt. I'm a coach. I'm a business owner. I'm a, you know, I'm an only child. I love to speak. I am a Yogi. I'm very spiritual. I fucking meditate. I swear, hello, like that is such a big part of me. I'm very outspoken. Um, I love personal development. Uh, Like um, I love to work out. I'm on day 63 of 75 hard, okay? So like, that's a big deal for me, right? But do you see how there's so many pieces to me? But yet I'm gonna tell you for the first six years of my coaching career, I I would focus on one of those pieces. So when I first started out, I was doing beach body. So what did I focus on? The fitness part of me. Right. And then, and then I built a business. I was very successful. It was great, but I'm like, fuck all this because it, I didn't, I felt repressed, but I didn't know enough at that time to be able to look and be like, Oh, I feel this way. And I would feel better if I just allowed myself, all of me to come out, but I didn't do that. And so I shut that business down, started getting into business coaching, did that, shut that business down after a year or two, right? And went through the list, David, because I was repressing all of these things. Finally, I'm really proud to tell you, I'm in a day... I have a, you know, my brand, my company is all of me, the, the company itself is called Officer Autumn. Now I'm not full-time on the road or anything anymore. I'm still certified part-time, but the idea behind it is that's a big piece of me. And you're going to get like, a, a, you know, a former full-time cops perspective. And I can help. I can help you if you want to get into law enforcement. I can help my first responders, right? There's a piece of me, The other, you know, but all of my pieces are in my brand now and they're in what I do and they're in my life's work. And so I just think that a lot of the times when people are feeling depressed, anxious, unhappy, unfulfilled, it's because they're repressing pieces of themselves. So the question would be, what are you shoving down? Where were you repressing yourself? What, where, what pieces of you are you not allowing to come out that want to come out?
1: That yeah, is powerful. <laughs> that is so like. I mean, that's definitely unconventional. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. That's like, I mean, because I can, I can think of in, in my situation, so many things where I'm repressing things and you know I'm not allowing myself again to talk about some of the, my perspectives on certain things or like some of the things I've gone through. It's, that is powerful.
0: And it doesn't make you feel good, does it? No, it doesn't. You're
1: leaving me here, like, like speechless. I, I have nothing to say. Like, I'm just thinking, like thinking about like what you're saying and how it applies to me. And yeah. I, I can't even put it in words. Yeah.
0: Like, It'll t- that's deep. And and like I said, that took me eight, eight. I mean, we're going on what year am I? I've been doing this for eight, this we're going on nine years in 2023. I've been coaching professionally for 9 years and when i say professionally i mean that's been my income like i've had to hustle because i that was the only way that i was putting food on the table so um you know but i can say that this past year in in year 2022 it the stars aligned for me and i wish someone would have told me that that's not what that's i and i talked to you i don't know if we're recording but like i have invested over I mean, at this point we are well over 60,000. I'm sure we're closer to like 75,000 into my business, into myself, um, as a coach. And I can tell you that all the coaches and the mentors that I had only one said that to me. And that was this year in 2022. And it changed my whole life. And cause I kept telling her, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to shut this down. Like I, I want to keep going with this momentum. Like I want to keep impacting people. Like I, and we just reflected and she was like, well, that's just because you've been suppressing all of you, all of you gets to come out now. And I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going to go like jump into a pool and do a cannonball. Like I felt so excited because it's liberating. And that's, and that's the thing, David is like, we don't even know as humans, what it feels like to, be feel liberated because we we literally handcuff ourselves to our own bullshit all the time all the time and i think and for me that is that is why i am so big on this is because i came from you know i um i come from what i say the other side of the railroad tracks and i think a lot of people can relate to that i don't you know I, i i will tell you that like my i have come from a family of entrepreneurs and i would say that they are successful as far as they all make enough money so that they don't ever have to work for anybody else. Like, but they're busting their ass. Right. So like, they're not, they're, they're living the American dream, but they're not like where I want to go someday. Right. Um, and, and some of it's not even legal. <laughs> like some of it's not even legal what they do, like selling weed and whatever the hell I just, you know, but that's where I come from, you know, and, and I don't come from in a lot of us do. And then I go become a police officer. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, There is no you being who you want to be. If you're a fucking cop, you be who we're going to tell you you're going to be. And you're going to let the pieces out out of you that we want to see. And that is it. And that's the culture. It's the whole culture. And it's not just cops. I know firefighting, because I talked to coach Kenny about this a lot. Um, You know, firefighting, uh, uh, military, EMT. I'm sure even maybe where you work. I mean, that's just things happen like it's our society.
1: Yeah. That's when, that's what I was going to bring up because, um, at where I work, I work at General Motors. So it's an assembly, it's a, it's a plant, it's a, um, autumn autumn manufacturing, but there's definitely like a culture there. There's like a culture of like resentment and like a culture of like, like, fuck this. I hate, I hate this place type of mentality. And then everybody kind of gets like in this mindset of, you know, like, they're stuck here and they're they're just here to achieve one thing which is the american dream and it's to buy bigger better boats and vehicles and i mean if you look in the parking lot almost everybody has a brand new vehicle um and on like a holiday weekend you'll see everybody's brand new trucks like towing like a brand new boat or a camper or whatever it is um so it's like there's this mindset where they just want bigger better things always and but like if you talk to people about like if they like their job or if they, um, want to be there, they don't want to be there. They hate their lives. They hate it. And they, they look forward to the, the time where they can clock out every single day. And I'm not going to lie. I'm one of them. I hate work. I hate like working there because not because I hate the jobs, um, necessarily it's more or less the fact that I can't work on myself while I'm there, Right. you know, like I can't, I'm not doing what I want to be doing ultimately. So,
0: and that's soul sucking. And so I'm going to just tell you right now, you have got to do the work to shift that. And I'm going to tell you, here's the next thing coming out of my mouth because you and, or maybe not you, I'm not going to make assumptions, but somebody listening is going to go, well, it's easy for her to say, well, fucking, I have all these bills and I can't do all these things. Well, I never said you had to up and quit right now. And then be like, what's up. But what I am telling you is that life is way short. And I can tell you, I have had people die in my arms, um, you know being a police officer you see things you do things um it was, i'll be honest and tell you a lot of that was around drugs but it was, it was did not matter a life is gone and um and until you see all sides of life like that right um you don't really understand how precious it is until you understand here today gone in the next minute not tomorrow i mean you're gone in the next minute i mean shit just happens um, until you want to really understand and embrace that, you, we all are going to accept mediocrity. We will. And I, I, again, I'm not telling anybody or you or, you know to just jump and quit your job tomorrow. I do not recommend that. But I will tell you this. Start being open to opportunities. Start being open and having that mindset and just that self-talk. I'm open to bigger and better things. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. And you just change those thoughts and you change your energy to I'm open, bigger and better things. I'd love a job that I could do this. I'd love for this to land in my lap. It will happen if you start believing it. But what happens is we don't believe that it'll never happen to me. I'm fucking stuck here. I I can't afford this. I can't afford to be like them. I'm not like them. And that's the negative talk that the universe and the laws of attraction shows up and go, you know what, David, you're right. You're right. Whatever you think. You're You're right. You're right. You're right.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a sense, it's almost manifesting. I don't know if I necessarily necessarily believe in the full man, like just just believe in it'll happen. Obviously, you have to put in work too. You have to put in work, of course. Um, you can't just believe in something will happen, but right. you definitely have to put in the work. But as long as you have, as long, I feel like that's kind of like a, it's kind of a shallow saying, right? Like just believe in it'll happen. But if you believe in it and you change your habits, it will- well, that's- well that's the
0: whole idea, right? So I don't mean to cut you off, but I get very fired up over this subject because and I love that I love that you're saying what you're saying because that's what a lot of listeners are saying right now. They're like, "Oh, you know, but um Dr. Wayne Dyer actually wrote a book called Believe it and you'll see it. What you have to understand is it all we are all energy. Everything is energy, Albert Einstein, he said it came right out. Everything that you see including you and me is energy, okay? That's our thoughts are energy too, okay? And so you're, everything starts with that energy in your brain. Everything. You can't even look at anything. You, there's nothing that you can look at that did not start here first in your brain as a thought with that energy. There's everything that you can see. That's how it started. As far as like man-made, I'm not going into like the earth and the trees and shit, right? Cause I don't know, but I'm just saying like man-made stuff, right?
1: Even that yeah. has energy. Huh? Even that has energy.
0: Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But so if, so you got to start to believe it, then what happens, and this is what people fuck up. They think that they just believe it. And then like, all of a sudden, like a lightning bolt strikes through their house and like with the thing that they want. And it's like right there on their lap. Like No, what happens is you change your energy changes. You start believing, okay, there's bigger and better opportunities for me. I can make more money and I can do what I want to do. Oh, I'd like that. That's cool. Then what happens is you start taking different actions. Okay. You're going to look at things differently. You're going to be open to seeing things like different opportunities. Like maybe something will come across your, like your TikTok or your phone or your Instagram or anything. And the old you who was not open to new opportunities would have been like, nope, next. But the new you who's actually open. It catches your eye. Cause it's this new opportunity. And you're like, Oh, that's I've never seen it that way before. This might be a good opportunity for me. Right. And then you have to take the action and that you have to show up. And that is also why, why do you think I meditate? Why do you think I do the fucking journaling? I mean, who likes to journal? Nobody, but here I am. And I like you, you, man. do you. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. Like I journal Every day, I don't, I don't skip doing my mindset. I don't skip doing, you know, my yoga, my meditation, tuning within, working out, challenging myself, right? Doing these things because I'm showing up. I'm showing up to the universe, but I'm also showing up with an open mind. And every time I discover these limiting beliefs, I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not limiting myself like this. Let's, let's change that. And I start getting open. And then when I get open, new results occur. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And then you start focusing on different things too. Whereas like all the other bullshit in life, you don't necessarily focus on like the drama going on at work or mm-hmm. the drama outside of your house. Like you're, you're not worried about that. You're not worried about politics. You're not worried about other things going on in the world because you're so focused on yourself and changing your life. That's awesome. that's something that um, like before the whole Roger Up thing, I've never gone to, I've never gone to a like self-development, Like event ever in my life, Um, I would just kind of assume that I was like this motivated, like I'm I'm a successful person because I I have a good job, I have um, a a good life. I've overcome all the things that everybody said I couldn't. And by going to the Roger Upping, it really kind of put my life in perspective by me realizing like, wow, you really are nothing, (laughs) Um, and you really need to be working harder to to be better. Mm -hmm. And uh, it also, I mean. I hate, like I, like I said, I hated my job because it's not really what I want to be doing. But um, like going to the Roger Up thing made me realize that it is possible for you to get something better, do something better. You don't necessarily have to be stuck where you're at. And there is a path to uh, doing exactly what you want to do. You just got to work hard and show up every single day like you had just mentioned and That's it. work That's it. And, and believe that you can do it.
0: Yep, 100%. You're so right, and going to events like Roger Up and um, are very important. It's also why, like in my coaching. So how I have created, like what I do for my coaching. Okay, I do differently than a lot of people because this is this yields the best results um, that I've seen. So I do one-on-one coaching, right? I've got my clients, and how we set that up is it's a lot different. I'm not just doing calls. I'm I'm so fucking sick of just calls because there's so much life that happens between calls and calls, right? So we have this, um, we have this app, it's called Boxer. My clients can walkie-talkie me instantly. Um, and i and I check it throughout the day. And um, we, we, we just communicate because there's shit that's going to happen. We just do quick mindset resets, quick flips. I mean, it's not, people think it, it's not, it doesn't take that much time. And, and, and what people need that. We have, so I do that. So we do the quick mindset resets together. We have calls, but then also I put, I have a mentorship and the mentorship is a group of high level clients of mine who have invested thousands and thousands of dollars into themselves. So they're not just bullshit people. Okay. They're not just, and what I mean by bullshit people, I mean, people who aren't actually walking their talk. They're not just tire kickers is what I'm trying to say. These people are serious. They're like, no, I've lived this life. Okay. And I put these people in a group and We, you know, every other week we'll all be on Voxer at the same time and just kind of, kind of talk about things I'm constantly putting in there, you know, listen to this podcast. Here's what you're going to get at it. I go on soapbox. They have a private podcast of just me. The reason I'm telling you all of this is because you need it all. You have got to be completely consumed you have got to be completely consumed if you want like if you really want quantum breakthroughs which is what the name of my coaching is and a quantum breakthrough is an instant sudden massive breakthrough if that's what you want you cannot tiptoe into it you can't just dunk your big toe you have got to go all in and um and be immersed in it and that's why being in you know what I do is so in in my opinion is so important it's it's um It's what I've seen yield the best and biggest results. Now, the second best thing, obviously that's at premium pricing. Somebody couldn't afford that. Then like we have like lower level um, coaching options. One, a great one for, you know, obviously is the Overcome Army for people. Um, That is a great membership site Um, and it allows you to be around other people talking about personal growth and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Overcome Army was interesting to me because I'm like, this is actually pretty affordable. And it's like, it's like affordable, like therapy in a sense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because there's so much power. in like we had talked about earlier, sharing your story and talking about your different experiences, where that's, that's therapeutic for a lot of people. And you see it in like the Wednesday night live chats where people can get on there and talk about their experiences throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And Um, I think that, I think a lot of people need that
0: great group of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Lieutenant Redmond is just, (laughs) I called him an alien the other day on my live, and uh, I didn't mean it as a negative way. I meant it actually the complete opposite. I mean, the guy's just unbelievable. He's just so rare. You just don't meet people like him. He's just Honestly, um, he's, you know, I just, he he inspires me so much. I've had both of his books and I've had him on my podcast and I'm so excited for you to have him on yours, but, and and to be able to spend time with time with him, like um, at Roger Up and just, and be around somebody who has gone through so much shit, has completely turned his whole fucking personality, like his whole life. He's turned everything around and he is just out there and is so um, selfless you know he just is. I mean, he. Uh, the, I mean, everything he did with for us at Roger Up was just insane. I mean, we got the the guy. The guy is completely smoked, going on like day twenty of like speaking engagements, and makes the time to attend our little friggin' pizza party, and then makes the time to spend hours with us outside drinking a bourbon, smoking a cigar, and just shooting the shit. And I'm like you are an alien. Like, I love you. Like what in in an alien, in a good way, you're just so completely unbelievable. Like you're so authentic. We talk about authentic. I just, you know, I just, I just can't say enough good about him. And so obviously the overcome army is his. And so um, it's a, it's a great group of people and a great reflection of him in my opinion.
1: I mean, that was my whole perspective on everybody who was there at the Roger up is everybody was so real yeah including including yourself I mean when we left my wife was like I think Autumn was one of my favorite people because because you were just real like you're authentic like you you're you're a normal person it's not like you're this uh I don't know like like you don't have the celebrity status right like you're you're just a normal person but you like are just real and I think that like resonates with a lot of people so but that was like one of the things I talked a lot about was like all these people who are just authentic and they're real, they've gone through these real things. They're, they're obviously motivational speakers, which I hate that term motivational, but it's like, that's what they are. And they're, I mean, they're killing it. It was, it was incredible. It was yeah.
0: Weird. I know we got Roger up number two coming in July, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. I plan on going. So. Yeah, me too. You're going to be there again.
0: Yeah. I'm speaking. Yeah. I'm excited cool cool yeah
1: um one I guess one question I haven't even asked that many questions but um
0: that's what happens you have podcasters you you don't have to we just talk
1: um, Yeah. <laughs> when you said the other night uh this was like a the the live meeting was like a podcast it really was like a podcast mm-hmm. yeah I'm like I, I'm like yeah she's right <laughs> this mm-hmm. is like a podcast um what is the what is the biggest impact that coaching has had on you? Like, has it, has it impacted you significantly? It's
0: changed my whole life. I'm a completely different person than I was. Yeah. Eight years ago, a hundred percent. I've changed every year. I'm like completely different because of the amount of like personal development work I do on myself.
1: Um, do you do coaching yourself? Do you have coaches?
0: Oh yes. A hundred percent. And that's what I mean when I say I've invested that amount of money on coaching. That's what I'm talking about into the business. I've I have invested because I just don't. <clears throat> number one, if if I'm going to be a coach, I'm gonna I'm going to make sure that I have at least invested one time in a coach to understand. Okay, so this is what it is, right? Or, you know, it, it, I just. That that's me. I think we, anybody can do whatever you want, but that was my opinion. Okay. And so I've worked with a lot of different coaches. That was my plan because I'm like, I want to know what's out there. Like, I want to know what's going on in the industry and I want to work with different people who inspire me. I want to learn from everybody I can possibly learn from. And I have, I've done that. I've really worked with a lot of people. Um, You know, I've talked to a lot of people who inspire me. I actually had Gabby Bernstein on my podcast. Now you can understand that for me was like a fan fucking girl moment. Like I was like, you don't understand. Like you got me out of bed. Like, oh my God. And, um, she was just unbelievable. She gifted me this, her, like her fucking spirit junkie course. It's like a $2,000 course gifted to me. I've been completely obsessed with it, (laughs) but anyways, I, I have, I have just so you, so we're all honest right now. I have three coaches going right, right this moment. Okay. I have, my coach, who she is also a therapist, but she's a coach and she does the yoga and she does all these things and we really work my personal development. Then I have um a brand strategist and a um a marketing um coach. And they are all amazing. And I just don't think that I would be. I mean, and we're having, I mean, my company, we're going up and up and up. We just had the biggest month this month, and we're not even done that we've had all year. That is because I continue to invest in myself. You, you, you cannot lead people. And coach Redman talked about this the other night. We cannot be leading people if we're not like leading ourselves. So what is leading ourselves to be the best version of ourselves? Right. Well, we can't always know what the best, we can't always know what we need. I'm not saying you always have to have a coach because I've definitely taken breaks, but like, I love having somebody point out my shit and be like, and it's not pointing out your shit to like break you down. It's pointing out your shit to make you better. Right. And that's the whole point of coaching. Listen, Tom Brady's a fucking stud. He's my, he's my other husband, right? He really is. I mean, he's fucking on the market now too, by the way. So like, <laughs> I heard <laughs> it just better be watching out No, <laughs> And, um, but you know, he, he holds like he holds coach Belichick in very high regard. He holds all of his coaches. You you go back another my other other husband so now we have three which is Michael Jordan. Um, Anybody who knows me knows I've studied him. I've read his um his uh, biography. I I mean I've watched that like the uh, the last dance like probably a hundred times. Like I just I love Michael Jordan. I study him. I I love I love knowing why the best in the world are the best in the world and how they got there. And that is my obsession. We talked about um, pushing yourself versus pulling yourself. I think prior to us hitting actually record, which was a really good conversation, by the way. That was. Um, and that really, that pulls me, that draws me to people because when you're the best in the world and I just, i want to, so people don't think that I'm like selfish when you're the best in the world. I think about the impact. Okay. I think about the impact of like Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, um, Tom Brady, um, whoever Tony Robbins, uh, I think about their impact and I mean, Michael Jordan is, there's no arguing. He is the most impactful professional athlete to ever fucking live. He, he is un in a time where there was no social media. So no offense, all my LeBron James, James lovers, he can't even compete. I mean, Michael was impacting people in the fucking nineties and we barely, you know, whatever, but think about that. Think about the impact and what he stood for and what, how he impacted others to change their lives. And we, and, and I just, I become complete. I'm just so obsessed with that. And, um, I digressed, but even MJ is all about his coaches and, and, and cause he, he knew he needed, he did the work. You tell me what the work is. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to fucking outwork anybody. Right. And he had natural talent, obviously gifts and abilities, but His coach was everything for him. And then I'm going to tell you, Michael also had several other coaches. He didn't just have coach Phil from the Chicago bulls. He had like a fucking weight coach. He had all sorts of different coaches helping him to be his best self. Does that make sense? And so I'm just over here, like applying those principles, like a motherfucker. I'm like, all right, listen up, (laughs) make me better.
1: (laughs) Well, that's one thing that uh, Nick Kumalazos. Is that how you say his last name? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one thing he talked about was how he has a coach for everything that he wants to be successful in. Like he has like a relationship coach, a business coach and whatever other coaches. And that's something I've thought about since then. I'm like, Hmm, maybe that would be beneficial (laughs) or maybe it is beneficial. It is obviously.
0: I mean, I think, I think it is because I'm walking that talk myself and I've, I've spent time without a coach and um i did i did well but then i plateaued and like even it's so funny because my husband and i were just talking like a month or like a month ago he was like yeah I, th- I think um it is really worth us you you know the company investing and having a coach because you thrive off of that accountability and the structure like you thrive off of that and i'm like well just think about anybody who's massively successful. Like, I- it is. It's just great accountability, but it's constantly changing. Like, cause you get to this next level that your coach, you get there. Your coach helps you get there, and then like they help you go to this other level that maybe you didn't see. But th- because they're not you and they're on the outside, they can help you get there, and then you help you get there a hell of a lot quicker. I mean, I know I'm, <laughs> I'm crunching timelines for my clients, right? Like, that was the first thing you said. Is you're like you're so like no bullshit. Correct? Are we getting results today? are we getting results in the next four months or are we going to wait for the next four years? I don't know about you, but I want them in the months, not in the years. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's for me, that's how I see things.
1: Wow. I love it. This has been an unconventional conversation. It
0: really, really has. <laughs> um,
1: it, this is this, I think you like set a new standard for the podcast, honestly. Um, yeah, no, it, it really, like a lot of the things you said kind of resonate with me in like make me want to like take a step back and just think about how I'm doing things and what I need to change up. Sure. Um, but for the listeners, how can they get in contact with you? I mean, obviously you're all over social media, but what's your website?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on all the socials at officer autumn. Um, you can go to my podcast, which is the officer autumn show. Um, you can listen anywhere you find anywhere to listen to podcasts. Yeah, uh, I- huh?
1: Are you on YouTube?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Officer Autumn. <laughs> um, and then um you go to autumnclifford.com for my website. Um, yeah, if anybody is listening and they have anything that they want to say, you can find me on the social, DM me, um, you know, or PM me if you're on Facebook or shoot me an email, autumn at autumnclifford.com. That'll be on my website. But yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm really big on um, you know, I'm not gonna spend hours just talking to people like Randomly, but I definitely, you know, if you have something to say, something resonated, I definitely want to know about it. Um, And you know, if there's any way that I can help somebody, I want to know. I mean, my my social media, I will say, I'm proud of this. David is that my social media is just filled with personal development content. I mean, my Instagram stories are where you're gonna like see who I am and get to know my life. But if you go to my TikTok, my Instagram, my Facebook, it's uh, my YouTube. I've I've recently got really heavy into YouTube Shorts, like. It's all about you, like you want some you want a mindset reset, go, go binge my shit I mean, because that's that's what I'm all about. No time for bullshit, you know,
1: yeah, absolutely. and that's i that's something that I think a lot of people resonate with again, and obviously that's part of your success, so yeah,
0: yeah. well, thank you. and thank you for having me on. This was fun,
1: yes, this was a blast, and uh, I look forward to our further future conversations.
0: yeah I'll get you on my podcast too,
1: <laughs> okay, well, um thanks again for doing this. It was fun. And uh, I'll let you know when it's out. It'll uh, hopefully be soon. So
0: yeah, don't worry about it. Whenever, whenever. And if um, I don't know if you need, if you need any photos, let me, I will, and you're going to probably remind me, but I'm going to try to, in just a moment, just give you a couple bullet points on about me. I mean, I think you pretty much know, but I'll just send you a couple of things. Feel free to say whatever you want. doesn't matter. I don't care.
1: This Um, pitch was so mean to me at the beginning of the podcast.
0: I couldn't (laughs) even get any words in edgewise. (laughs) Yeah, you can say that. Um, But yeah, so I hope this was helpful for you too, personally. And um, it was good. Take some step back and reflect. And if you need anything, let me know.
1: I will do. Um, And all your links and everything will be in the show notes. So awesome.
0: All right. I'll talk with you later. Okay. All right. All right, bye Dave.
1: Bye.